for Monday Night Time. All right. Welcome back to another meeting of the Order of the Straight Arrow. Hope you all enjoy the Browns and Steelers <laughs> this Monday night. Or is it Bengals? Uh, it's the Bengals. <laughs> Hello, rowdy friends. Yes, you have myself, Troop Scout leader Dustin Lays with Beef Wall, and next to me in the clubhouse today. I am next to you. This is your brother, Denim Smoking Dart Wall. And in between the two wall boys, you have myself, I'm Miles, a.k.a. Chief Runs with Bins. Glad to have you all back in the clubhouse for another meeting <laughs> shortly after our last one, which is nice to see. <laughs> Look at us go. We got to bury that one and fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, a uh, little bit of an issue with uh, the uh, user of the equipment. I apologize for uh, having to re-record after we had consumed. <laughs> I apologize for continuing to consume. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll never change. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, to kick this meeting off, like we do the rest, we must start with the Straight Arrow Oath. So, for those of you in scout uniform, three fingers salute. Those listening at home in civilian clothes, hand over your heart and repeat after the historian. A straight arrow tells the truth. A straight arrow loves nature. A straight arrow always wins without beating anyone. And a straight arrow is always against Bill H.R. 57, which would allow the importation of South American propane. Can I get a round table? We Matanya. We Matanya! <laughs> Cheers, boys. <laughs> oh my god, is that a Bud Light? <laughs> you loser. <laughs> I decided after last week I really wanted to take a hard look and quit drinking. <laughs> so this is a step. Is this your way of apologizing to all the Americans? <laughs> it is, yeah. Yes, it is. I'm sorry for any Americans I may have offended. I've switched to Bud Light, because hopefully the light of Christ will shine through. <laughs> you know what? I think that is a good step forward, and, I, and I'm proud of you for it. Uh, <laughs> Moss, what are you drinking on? Uh, I got a Granville Island Brewing beer. Uh, it's a new festive uh, limited edition one that I'm quite a fan of. It's a cranberry orange wheat ale, and damn if it ever isn't delicious. This fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't imagine it tastes good. Yeah, how's the water? Uh, I have a Granville Island Lion's Winter Ale out of the same pack that uh, Binzi's drinking from. What's that one taste like? This one is bursting with complex layered notes of vanilla and white chocolate, in my opinion. You know, there's caramel malt aromas, and it just makes for a, a delicious winter beer. I do love around this time of year when that beer comes out. Yeah. I love the winter beers. Did you? Uh, did I ever tell you about this uh, Bud Light case I got here, Miles? No. Oh, oh, there is a story attached. But it came with the house. It basically, <laughs> yeah, actually, it did. Um, so I came home one day after being out for like all day, and uh, come home and there's just a 15 case of Bud Light sitting on my doorstep. <laughs> Who hates me? <laughs> I, that's exactly Come what I said. That was exactly what I said because I was like, I was like, this can't be from somebody I know because anybody I know knows me well enough not to buy me a Bud Light and not to buy me 15 of them. <laughs> and, the, like, and so I did a whole lot of thinking and I it must be from the people two years ago when I moved into this house, the day I moved in, they were, they were haying the field. And I was like, Ooh. I was like, just give me a case of beer. And it, it must have taken them two years to give me a case of beer. And the case of beer they gave me was Bud Light. <laughs> and it's, it's sat in my fridge now for a month. And I, I decided I was going to drink it. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'm sorry that you had to do that, but I guess it was nice of them to keep their promise after two years. I mean, I said beer. Fair enough. You did not specify, and so it, they and, are in the right. And that's the thing, too. It's free beer. <laughs> it's going to be free to any guest of mine that's willing to drink it. Yeah, Ryan, Come on, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> and Nathan's a fan of He likes the Miller Lights, though. Yeah. Doesn't he like Bud Light Lime? Well, the thing with Nathan is that he doesn't like beer. <laughs> so he just, like, <laughs> sips on these. Of course. But we must move on, and we must move on into our listener feedback segment. Uh. I guess I'll start it off. Yeah, I don't got none. <laughs> you had some feedback. Well, I had got feedback, but I don't have it. I'm sorry. I'm not a. I'm not a social meteor. I'm not very. Uh, I'm not in that orbit. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't. Uh, and so I got a new phone, and and I don't know the passwords to any of our stuff. But either way, I, I'm sorry. Um, there's a lot of people out out there on Twitter that. Uh, that I don't get to chat with anymore, and that's uh, unfortunate, but I'll, I'll figure it out one day. I had Dustin figure it out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds classic. Uh, yes, yeah, so he is right. There was a lot of you reaching out on Twitter, welcoming us back, and what a warm welcome it was. It's nice to see all the familiar faces kind of back again. And uh, also on Instagram as well, I just wanted to kind of give a, a general shout-out to those who commented on our post and kind of reminded us that, you know, those day ones are still sticking around, looking at you, <laughs> Sally St. Rose, Art of Consumption, uh, Nintari Wizard, and I also... OptiGrab. OptiGrab from Twitter. I also wanted to uh, thank um, Hanger BM for his comment. Uh, yes, it was the drunkest episode in Utsukoth Pod history. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, uh, your God, I am sorry. <laughs> I got some feedback that told me I disavowed Christianity. And I mean, that's the honest truth. I disavow it. That is, by definition, I disavow it. But I, don't, I, I, I attempt not to disrespect it as much as I did. I'm, I apologize. I mean, I, I forgive you. I, I was the one who made you leave it in. You wanted to take it out in editing. I did attempt to get it taken out in editing, and I was I was overruled for reasons I cannot understand. I think it was boredom. <laughs> um, but I just want to specifically apologize to Nathan out there. I know he hates it when I make these comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Nathan, if you're listening, I know you are. We're sorry, little pond. So. I hope he comes back. I'm sure he'll come back. Now that we're back, we do need to get into some episode info from the historian in order to set this meeting off right. Um, have you guys tried Bud Light recently? No. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> this is episode 12 of season three entitled Three Coaches and a Bobby. It is the 47th episode overall. It was first aired on January 26th, 1999. The title is obviously a play on the 1987 film Three Men and a Baby, starring Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson. Steve Gutenberg? Steve Gutenberg, Steve Gutenberg, don't forget me like Steve Gutenberg, and shut me out without a word, don't forget me like Steve Gutenberg. But yeah, Steve Gutenberg's in that movie, and uh... Did you know? It's a remake of a French movie. Yeah. And did you know that there's, like, sequels to it? Yes. And, like, there's going to be more remakes of it? Yeah, Zac Efron's going to be <laughs> the baby, I think. <laughs> In a weird twist. <laughs> what a twist. Yeah, the synopsis of this one is, Hank gets his hard knocks former high school football coach to take on guidance of Bobby's football team. 
But the plan falls apart when Bobby joins the soccer team. So, who wrote this episode? This episode was written by Johnny Hardwick. What? what? No way. That guy rules. Yeah. That guy what do you rules. think he did with his paycheck for this one? I think he's still living off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think he bought a hat. <laughs> a man um, of truckload of cigarettes. This yeah. is his fifth of a total of nine. Now, I was a little confused when I was looking up his writing credits again today because I guess nine of them are written by, but 20 he has, like, staff writer credits on. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I guess he got a little bit more right. input on those ones. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the four previous have been Hank's Got the Willies, King of the Ant Hill, The Man Who Shot Kane's Gretaberg, yes, and Traffic Jam. Right. I forgot he did all those ones. Like, I saw Johnny Hardwick, and I was like, oh, no way, that's awesome. And then I was like... This must be his first. And then I just totally forgot about all those other ones. And they're such good ones. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was doing a little bit of research on the Google. uh, This time on the back end of the Google, looking at what people search into it. And, like, one of the most common phrases linked with King of the Hill in the search bar is King of the Hill Green Day episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, easy. Right? That's my favorite one. I mean, it's a great one. I just thought it was a fun fact. It is a pretty fun fact. So Mm -hmm. Hardwick's responsible for it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this one's directed by Chris Moeller. And uh, we have the end of another creative's run on King of the Hill here. With Dang, this one. they're falling off. Yeah. Dropping like flies. <laughs> yeah. This is his fourth and final episode. Uh, being Bobby Slam, Peggy's Headache, Next of Shin, and of course this one. Right. Uh, he went on. He did actually finish like working on this season. He gets storyboard artist on like mm-hmm. a few more episodes. Um, but then after this season he was gone. Uh, it seems like he just worked a little bit on uh, Felix the Cat, but... Remember, he went on to create Tripping the Rift. Yes, we That yes, CGI we alien this. show with right. big titties. It just kind of, <laughs> I love that, like, week to week in this, like, cast of people working on this show, I feel like there's just got to be, like, one meeting at the beginning of the week. All right, who wants to direct? Who wants to write? Who wants to do this? Like, we all do it all. Like, who wants to do what this week? Thank you for the show notes there, historian. And we'll get right into this episode. <laughs> so we have a cold open to start this, and the guys are standing at the football game instead of the fence. <laughs> it's pretty much exactly the same as standing in front of the fence. I forgot to notice if they're in the same formation or not, but I'm assuming that they always Bill's are. Bill's beside Hank. <laughs> Dale's out of punching distance. <laughs> and uh, boy, does Bobby ever look good in that Cougars uniform. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Think the Cougars have a chance this year? No. Nope. No. <laughs> I love the way Bill says it. <laughs> no. It's an honest no. I have it written down here in the best phonetic way I could. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it does set us up really nicely for what's going to be, uh, what's going to ensue, because we can imagine that the uh, middle school football team is not much to be uh, proud of. <laughs> I mean, the guys seem just as comfortable on this sideline as they do in front of the fence. Oh, it's football, baby. It is. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's, cracked. it's their home field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, the Arlen, where does it, doesn't it say the name of it? The Arlen Sports Complex. Yeah, it's the Arlen <laughs> Sports Complex. <laughs> right next to that damn soccer field. <laughs> exactly. And uh, it is a short cold open because we are then hit with the intro. So 
so diving into this episode, we see the Cougars led by Hank and the guys, for some reason. Their current, their current <laughs> coach is nowhere to be seen, <laughs> Coach well, Maxwell. Coach useless Maxwell. It, any excuse for Dale to slap on that ski mask and play. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dale has a very uh, keen observation uh, on the side of the bridge. Paint. <laughs> <laughs> so was it Welton that that... The yeah, town? well, the the paint this, the painting says like wolves number one. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the rival football team uh, from down the road, the I guess. Welton Welton wolves. The Welton wolves have already spray painted their bridge. So Hank is there to lead the team and get a little uh, camaraderie going, uh, build on this rivalry, and they're going to spray paint the bridge. Um, but Bobby is doing his damnedest to delay it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what does a cougar do when a wolf comes into his neck of the woods? Beats him in football. Yeah, that's where I was going to end up, Bobby. <laughs> Way to just take the thunder away. And uh, Bobby is tossed the spray paint can. He fumbles it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that is a fumble. It rolls down the, uh, the concrete there, and um, we're treated to this beautiful flashback and this retelling of uh, Hank and the Guys circa 1974. So Hank kind of goes into this narration overview of their game against the Wolves. And they're down by two points, 18 to 20. And we can tell because we take a look at their scoreboard, which is obviously sponsored by Manitoba Cigarettes. At a high school football game. And I'm pretty sure, I'm like quite sure that the the good team is chewing tobacco. Is that the other one? Was it a tin of chew on the right-hand side, or was it supposed to be good team tires? I didn't notice. So it says, yeah, so Manitoba cigarettes on the left, and then good team with, like, a circular object. Could be a tire, like a playoff Goodyear, <laughs> yeah. or it could just be a tin of tobacco. <laughs> we were behind by two, but luckily we had the finest strategist ever to come out of Heimlich County, Coach Whitey Sowers. Now, how are we going to win state if we don't get the state? Now, go out there and get me to state. You get us to state, and I guarantee I'll kiss each and every one of you little pansies right on the mouth. Let's go! I love this clip. It's just so fitting, all the positions they play. And I'm, by that, I mostly just mean uh, Boomhauer being the quarterback and Dale being the water boy. <laughs> fitting fitting <laughs> yeah. in that nobody can understand him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, the, uh, the main star of the scene is the uh, head coach, which is... Uh, Coach Sowers, and he's not kidding. He he will kiss all those pansies, or at least one of those pansies on the mouth. <laughs> I think Bill liked it. I yeah. I mean, he teared up about it. <laughs> yeah. About Bill, I thought for some reason that he was like a fullback. In this scene, he's playing center. Well, he's an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. but he is uh, audible to play fullback in certain running situations. Oh, okay. I actually. Uh, short yardage situations is why we talked about this in another episode. While Hank is the all-time leading uh, rushing record mm-hmm. at Arlen High, Bill has the all-time touchdown, touchdown record. Because right, anytime they get in the the red that. zone, they pull in the bulldozer. And you know, playing high school football, how many positions did you play, Digger? <laughs> Fucking all of them. <laughs> I honestly played center at one point in my career. <laughs> but uh, I, I like... Do they tickle your balls when they want the ball to be snapped? <laughs> no, 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 they don't. Uh, but it's to get you hard. <laughs> I'm already tough as nails. But uh, did you notice Dale's number on the field? I didn't even I realize he, he was none. wearing a jersey. Oh, no, he's got a number. Do you know what it is? Double, Double zero? zero? It's just zero. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, damn, is he ever excited after Hank... Uh, 
what's that to fake fake a uh, fake handoff to Hank? Throw it to Hank. Yeah, exactly. It was a it was a play action play. I call it uh, Boomhauer's inaudible. After <laughs> 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 Hank uh, scores a touchdown, he just kneels down for a quick pray, and then he's just tackled by Dale. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he Tebow before Tebow Tebowed. Yeah. Uh, I like the background music is like obviously a riff on Stranglehold by mm-hmm. Tad yeah. Nugent. Yeah. <laughs> One of the only Tad. Um, I think it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Just, I mean, I, it every time I hear that song in a, like, 1970s setting, I'm immediately reminded of the film Dazed and Confused. Of course. Which has a little bit of football, although not, not a whole lot. More he, baseball. More paddling. <laughs> yeah, no, but he wants, like, it's all the one kid, the one, the main dude who wants Aerosmith tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all about his, it's a kind of a, it starts out with yeah. him being asked if he wants to join the football team this year. Yeah. And he's, like, wants to not play football because he wants to go to Aerosmith instead because mm-hmm. he just wants to live as a senior. Right, and that coach hates him for hanging out with the older burnouts. Yeah, with all the burnouts <laughs> who want to go to Aerosmith. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Denim, what would you pick? Aerosmith? <laughs> I fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, and I just, that's twice in a row that I've been reminded of Dazed and Confused on King of the Hill here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little fitting because that movie does take place in Austin, Texas. Uh, okay. And Do... it's based off of the director's, like, growing up in Austin, Texas. That R- makes R- sense. Richard Linklater. And uh, I was curious, like, I don't know if it's the same in Austin, but at least in Arlen, like, when somebody gets a touchdown, it's customary to fire a revolver into the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's the same in Austin. I think Cotton started that tradition. <laughs> I think he probably did. Yeah. He was shooting at Hank. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the flashback clip ends um, just after Sour Coach Sours kisses Bill right on the lips, and Bill has like a little moment with him there. And then we come back to current time, and Bobby's just like. <laughs> How romantic. What? That mom was there, and she saw you make that play. And then, right after the game, she canceled her date with that guy who ended up building all those airports. Just paint the dang bridge. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who that guy was. Ziff, what's his name from The Simpsons? Artie Ziff. Artie Ziff. The only other one pining for Peggy's heart is Bill. (laughs) We know that he's never even been to an airport. (laughs) So we are now being in present day. We see the different scoreboard. This time it is not lit up in lights. This one is at the Arlen Sports Complex. And we see that Bobby's team, the Cougars, are losing 2 to 14. And now... They must have gotten a safety at some point. Like it must have been a fluke of some kind. Kicked a couple rouges. Yeah, right. But uh, what the fuck is a rouge? <laughs> stupid CFO, and you kick the ball through the end zone, but not through the field goal, but not no, through the uprights. just through the end zone, like through the back of the end zone. It's the worst rule ever. So you miss a field goal, you still get a point. Really? That's oh, okay. Because I, I mean, like the, like it happens where it's a touchback if it goes through the end zone. Um, in f- Real football. Yeah, in real football it does. <laughs> but, like, yeah, the Rouge is ridiculous. Like, because, like, a quarterback can, like, have the ball, be, like, ready to throw it and not see anything open, and then he'll just, like, pump the ball. It's like Aussie League or something. It's a little bit rugby, yeah. yeah. That is quite rugby. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> when I played flag football, we did it so much because we sucked. <laughs> but, we, <laughs> but we had a good kicker. <laughs> Why didn't you all play soccer? <laughs> like we got to like halfway like down the field. We're like, just kick it. <laughs> did you also have the Spanish kids as a kicker? Uh, no, no. He was Caucasian. They make good kickers. They do make good <laughs> yeah. kickers. They're amazing. The Brazilians. Uh, but um, back to King of the Hill universe. We see Bobby, and he is cheering on from the sidelines with his sewn-in mittens to his undershirt, <laughs> which are just fucking awesome. I love his little dance. <laughs> <laughs> he's so excited. But he's pining for a sack dance. He's in his own element. This looks good. Yeah, like no, the he... sack dance, I could see him running that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he would look good doing the sack dance, but of course it's not a sack that he made. It would be a sack somebody else made. No. It's the team. He's on the team. Yeah, of course. We need to blitz more. I haven't done my sack dance all day. Settle down, Bobby. That's the kind of attitude that drove Mark Gastineau into boxing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we want to talk about Mark Gastineau? Yeah, what do you know about Mark Gastineau? What I know about Mark Gastineau is that he's an American football player and a highly decorated defensive end who played for the New York Jets. He was a five-time pro bowler and was ranked number eight of the greatest pass rushers of all time. Um, he retired from the NFL in 1988, uh, making a brief comeback in 1990 by, uh, for the BC Lions, <laughs> where he was released after four games. <laughs> His dancing was too distracting. <laughs> well, they banned the dance from the NFL. He brought it over the Yeah, that kind of that kind of talk <laughs> drove Mark Gaston into the CFL. <laughs> but I mean, he joins elite company like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who was also cut from the BC Lions. <laughs> well, before, I mean, he, before he was a professional wrestler, they've said it. Really? They've said it yeah. before. Wow. The CFL can uh, <laughs> can identify talent, but they certainly cannot pay for any talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the entire team's salary is like three million dollars. Oh. oh yeah, it's it's low. Um, I mean, like that's not even kidding. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> that might even be high. I know. I looked it up about a decade ago, and the highest paid player was the Alouettes uh, quarterback, and he didn't even get a million dollars a year. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> it was like eight hundred thousand or something. Yeah, I mean, it's still a, it's a decent living for playing oh, it's very, playing football, but uh, but you're looking the rest down of your, south and you're fuck you. Yeah. The rest yeah. of the team works at Rona. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one year later, after being cut by the Lions in 1991, he made this. Uh, he debuted in his five-year boxing career, uh, where he knocked out his opponent Derek Dukes in round one. Now later on, like years later, uh, Dukes and several other uh, of Mark Gastineau's opponents were interviewed by 60 Minutes, and they all um, admitted to taking bribes to. Take a fall yeah, to make Castanova look too. good. Oh, actually, yeah. yeah. So, like, so did he have a sick like like knockout celly also? I'm not sure, but like, it, this is what Hank is talking about. Where like, if Bobby, we can assume is a defensive end, and that he wants to do the sack dance, so like, for his glory. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, Gastineau was like not popular at all in the locker room within his own teammates. He had a huge ego. He only cared about himself. You could tell, by the way. Like, I watched some old videos. He's mm-hmm. got very macho swagger. Like, yeah. me, me, me. So in 1987, there was the NFL player strike, and he was the only player on the Jets to cross picket lines to go, and his reason for it was because he had alimony to pay. But another teammate was interviewed and was just like, oh, we expected that from Mark. Like, he's always puts himself ahead of the team. So the guy had a tremendous ego and went as far as to bribe his opponents in, like, low-level yeah. professional <laughs> boxing, I guess. There's no glory in that. And, and he ended up being 15-2-1. and one. 
<laughs> did you not pay enough for those other, <laughs> those other two guys? Well, he didn't want it to look uh, un- unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like when you make it, when you get a couple intentionally wrong on a test. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He, um, well, he's like just not a nice dude. He no, had like he, a checkered, like a, yeah. like beat up with his second wife yeah, and spent he had some legal time in jail. With some pills and, and his assault. His first wife and daughter from that marriage they were like socialites like friends with the kardashians and stuff and had their own like reality show briefly on e it was called the gas no girls i think oh gas to know you don't (laughs) we're done here (laughs) he was quite well known for his sack dances well yeah exactly like if you like i know like just like as you like put him in youtube it's like it just like it finishes it for you, Gastineau sack dance. Yeah, right? oh, and, really? Well, yeah. I mean, he was part of the New York Sack Exchange. Yes, not to be excused, <laughs> confused with the stock exchange. The NYSE, yeah, mm-hmm. the NYSE. But uh, yeah, his his sack dance just seemed to be a whole lot of shoulders and arms going <laughs> yeah, up in like, the air. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. It was like yeah. he was really. It seemed like he it was a little different every he time. He didn't have one. It was a multi. It was just yeah. the sack dance. It was a pure like feeling dance. Exactly. <laughs> It's like it's well, like well no a lot of the people said that oh no that's not a dance it's just an expression of himself yeah and sure. that's how they tried to get him to hold on to it but they banned him eventually um yeah like because it it makes me think of just like all the like people in NFL nowadays who like choreograph these big like. Oh, I fuck. Yeah. I hate it when like I mean oh, even when the man. Seahawks do it, it's just like they stand up like bowling pins and pretend to yeah, bowl into yeah. them. It's and like they, just fucking please don't like yeah like hiding a cell phone in the uprights. Oh, yeah. It's like you're literally you're grown men. Like <laughs> stop dancing Fortnite dances, please. Yeah, <laughs> they gotta get that younger crowd watching. This is this is this. They're trying to attract the soccer crowd. It's like, yeah, <laughs> honestly, like when I was watching these videos of like Mark Gastineau and 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 the Jets way back when, like it was a 1980. 1980- Game that I watched where he had a sack and he caused like a oh, riot, the, brawl. the bench brawl. <laughs> and like watching the footage of that versus like watching NFL now, like if that happened now, it would be all over the news. It would be huge. It does happen now. What's that? Like brawls, like teeth full Fair brawls. enough. It just looked like it was a lot more rough and tumble. Like I saw a lot more blood on people's arms and, <laughs> yeah. and, and legs back then than now. And and just like the ref himself in the in the Rams game, he was just like he he walked out to the crowd and he's just like unsportsmanlike conduct. This side, this side, he's like, that's it. But we were good kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love that whenever there is like a brawl or something, unless it's like one guy have being like you know egregious about it, it's usually just like offsetting penalties. Play ball. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, like, exactly. I think last week was DK's birthday. Oh, yeah. They hopped up in the stands and grabbed the camera and <laughs> just, like, started filming stuff. And he got a 15-yard penalty for uh, using a prop. <laughs> it's an impressive okay. jump up in the stands. So. Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, he got on the team somehow. It's a big guy. A big, mm-hmm. big fucking guy. So back to... Peggy uh, yelling from the stands. <laughs> just, Do not just stand there scratching, Coach Maxwell. You are not going to find a good play up there. Maxwell, you suck. <laughs> now, Wendy, honey, that is over the line. You need specific criticism, not just generalities. Maxwell, your plays suck. <laughs> I love how she's just dumping beer all over <laughs> Peggy's arm. <laughs> yeah. and that's, uh, that's why Peggy wears a flannel to football. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not a nice sweater. They look exactly. better when they're dirty. That's Wendy. Vo- uh, just a quick bit on Wendy yeah, here, yeah. voiced by Stephanie Hodge. She's an American actress and stand-up comedian known for her husky voice. Hodge starred in two popular TV shows during the '90s, Nurses and Unhappily Ever After. 
And she also was a voice voice actress in a video game I like to call Hitman Blood Money. <laughs> what do other people call it? Hitman. <laughs> the 361. <laughs> <laughs> Hitman 2. <laughs> um, that like just this little scene reminded me of 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 being uh, a witness to many high school football games and never a player. Um, standing with mom and the other moms in the stands. Didn't you have to teach them to like cheer loud on defense and then just like chill out for offense? Yeah, <laughs> so I was there. My mom, my mom, she loves football. She just yells the whole damn time. Yeah. But the rest of the moms kind of just stood around because their kids were there. Yeah. And like when I was there, I was like getting into it. I was cheering when I was supposed to. And I was <laughs> cheering for the things that were good and booing the things that were bad and telling the coach his plays sucked. <laughs> but like I had to, like I remember the first few games, like I had to like, Walk, like walk the other moms through <laughs> the rules and like how why they're doing what they're doing and why I'm cheering when I'm cheering yeah. <laughs> and, and like yeah like the next few games they were all like thank you so much like this <laughs> this actually is fun now like <laughs> I actually have fun coming to watch my son play football because <laughs> I understand That's so nice though yeah by the end they were uh, they were a good cheering section honestly yeah well I trained them well <laughs> the Nanaimo District Secondary School Bull Sky Green. Dome was pumping <laughs> yeah. they got a new field the year after you left yeah they sure did Yep, it's uh, and cheerleaders, but we'll get to that later. It's artificial, though. It hurts more. Yeah, exactly. It's not fun. But you had enough cheerleaders. Yeah, but uh, moving on to uh, the game itself and we, why we would cheer for Joseph's interception. Oh yeah! Ah, Wingo interception, Joseph! Ah! <laughs> 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 Woo! That's our boy, a real all-American. Arlen's native son. <laughs> the irony. Yeah, like <laughs> again, John Redcorn sitting right there. Yeah, does he have a reason to be in the game? Like, like to other people, like why would John Redcorn be well, there? His watching? son's there. He's, he, <laughs> like everybody except Dale knows that. <laughs> He's a family friend. Yeah, I do like Joseph's touchdown dance. Yeah, the the knees, the, the uh, knocking of the knees. Yeah, and like again. Um, that's a penalty. Like you're not supposed to do that in high school or middle school. Like you, you showboat. You that that's a penalty. You're supposed to do what Hank did. You're just, supposed to yeah, just head down and pray. Praying's allowed. Yeah, praying's allowed. You're taking a knee. That's respect. But uh, you he's can't showboating only take a knee if it's for God, though. Uh, exactly. God forbid you take a knee for anything else. That's correct. <laughs> and uh, I did notice that in high school football, they fire a full-on revolver, but in middle school, it's just a snub nose. Right. Oh. Mm -hmm. But um, Joseph's interception, his pick six there, puts the Cougars in a position to win, and everyone starts to realize it right at the two-minute warning. And what does Coach Maxwell draw up for the two-minute warning? Does the does the quarterback uh, does he just like play safety or something like linebacker? And, like, because he's the quarterback, right? Joseph. Joseph's actually not. It was that other kid. Oh I think no, he, I'm guessing he's a wide receiver. Oh, I thought yeah, he that probably he probably plays the corner, quarterback. but he plays probably corner and defensive back. Yeah, or sorry, he played quarterback at the very end of the game. Uh. Well, I don't know. Hank goes like button hook on two, so I'm assuming that's he's a, a wide yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's a that's a passing play. But um, uh, while Dale's cheering, it, it's funny. Kind of, I kind of would have expected Dale to get hit by a ball, but it's just Bill that gets hit by a ball. Heads up! <laughs> oh. Sorry, the ball got away there. 
Coach Coleman Lucas, the wind. <laughs> I fucking love his theme song. I love it so much. It is so vanilla and like, <laughs> inoffensive, <laughs> I, unimposing. I, I have written down that it's Calypso, although I'm not entirely sold on that. I couldn't f- come up with another <laughs> description. <laughs> he comes over in his uniform and he's juggling. It just sounds like sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> it does. We'll just let it. We'll just let it play while we talk. We'll let it play. So yeah, he's, he annoys Hank instantly by juggling the ball directly in front of Hank's face. <laughs> Which is just, can you do that in some other direction? Yeah. <laughs> he's juggling a few balls. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you don't know, this is Coleman Lucas, and he's voiced by American actor, comedian, producer, writer, and businessman, Will Ferrell. Now, if you don't know who Will Ferrell is, I don't know where the fuck you've been for the last <laughs> 20 plus years. He first established himself in the mid-1990s as a cast member on SNL, and Farrell went on to become one of the most recognizable and biggest stars in Hollywood, starring in such films as Anchorman movies, Night at the Roxbury, uh, Elf, Kicking and Screaming, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, Old School, Zoolander, Semi-Pro, Blades of Glory, and the list goes on and on. This this role would have gotten him a lot of uh, credit and experience for Kicking and Screaming. For sure, yeah. paired up with Mike Dicka, like that's... <laughs> yeah. my, one of my favorite Will Ferrell lines comes from that movie, where he's like, he's like, hey, I know you. He's like, yeah, we've been neighbors for 15 years. He's like, no, it's definitely from something else. <laughs> he's like, no, it's definitely because we've been neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm glad you mentioned Kicking and Screaming because that's all. That's just the direct line to this role. Yeah, Not totally. to mention that Will Ferrell is like, he's the sports comedian, really. Like, oh, yeah. He has a sports movie for, like, every second movie he does is a sports comedy, or at least was. Well, yeah, I mean, he was in Semi-Pro, right? Blades of Glory, um, Talladega I, Nights. Yeah, I do wanted to say that uh, although we did mention... Uh, Coach Sowers was actually in Semi Pro with Will with Will Ferrell. Who is he? Is he the Who is he? He's the Nets coach. He's the coach of the Nets. And uh, Will Ferrell also did that thing a few years ago where he like went to all those baseball training camps, like spring oh, training, yes. like, like helicoptered around to all the ones like in the southern. I wanted to see that. And it's like he because he wanted to play a game on every team and whatever. He yeah, wanted to in, pitch in, in one day, and it was so funny because he goes up and does his like little speech to the crowd, and he's just like, "There's nothing more American than grabbing the family, grabbing a hot dog, heading down to the baseball field, and watching nine guys from the Dominican Republic." <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's a bit of a sports fan, maybe. Yeah, he must be. Like, I, it's kind of like this is early on in his acting career too, because like he was SNL was his big claim to fame, and yeah. with uh, the this, Night yeah. at the Roxbury being kind of his biggest role before. Yeah. This. Mm-hmm. Mustafa. That's Oops. after this. Ninety-seven. Oh well, that's before this. This is ninety-nine. This is nineteen ninety-nine. Austin Powers was ninety-seven. I thought you meant the second Austin Powers because he's Mustafa <laughs> in that one, and that's after this. That's Isn't ninety. He, that's ninety-nine. Yeah, that is ninety-nine. <laughs> yeah. Gold Member two thousand three. He's not in that one. No, he's not. Cost too much by that point. <laughs> yeah. I think he's. Is he Mustafa in both of them, or is he just the first one? Uh, both of them. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't he die several times? <laughs> no, he's just burned very badly. Yeah. Um, I have an unfun fact. You know who doesn't like Will Ferrell? Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> I lent him. Uh, I lent him Elf and Anchorman, 
back in like and he burned them <laughs> no he Came just returned them to Roger's video <laughs> <laughs> he was like yeah sorry you're not getting those back <laughs> no his, his mom I guess I bought them from like used from Roger's so they had the Roger's sticker on them and, <laughs> and she, she just, just saw them, them and dropped them off there and like I called them they were like fuck off <laughs> Roger's I called Roger's his mom was very sorry <laughs> I'm not, not biting any more late fees over you Nathan <laughs> yeah he's like you lent me Elf in like July. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I lent him Fubar one time to watch on the plane when he went to Europe, and he went to Europe for three months and came back and hadn't watched the movie yet. But he, <laughs> the, but the movie itself went to all these countries. And shit. <laughs> it came back and was just like squished like a pancake. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch it. I do remember on one of our trips, uh, we took Zoolander, and I remember absolutely screaming my face off with laughter in the backseat of my parents' van watching the deleted scenes of Mugatu. <laughs> we watched, like, yeah, we had we had that movie and a portable DVD player and about a four-day road trip <laughs> throughout, like, the Western America. And uh, it was it was the only thing that we watched on repeat. Like <laughs> we had we had headphones and we would just like quote the movie out loud. And my parents would shut fucking, up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. They were like, yeah. hey, headphones on. And then we still quoted it. Yeah, and we had to switch over to the deleted scenes, which we eventually could quote as well. <laughs> I could never do that. I always got car sick with a portable DVD player in the backseat. It was 2007. Portable DVD players were cool. Mm. Uh, excuse me, could you face the other way or something when you do that? We got a real sport going on here, it's called football. Actually, in the rest of the world, soccer is called football. You should try it. Soccer or football is excellent physical conditioning. <laughs> What's the point? Anybody can kick the ball under the net. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Not if the goalie has anything to say about it. <laughs> so they, Coleman it's Lucas, all in good fun. Yeah. <laughs> he has, like, no awareness. No. So, like, that he's just not wanted where he is, <laughs> yeah. and he starts giving a brief rundown on the most popular <laughs> sport in the world. Everywhere except where they are in the world. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and that scene is kind of interrupted because uh, Dale notices something happening on the field. Brought to you by Bud Light. <laughs> Hank, he's putting your boy in. I'm on it. <laughs> he's prepared. Yeah, he knows. he knows what to do. It's funny because I look. I like. I paused on because uh, Coach Maxwell brings out his clipboard and has the team's roster and their positions. And the confusing thing was Joseph's was blurry, so oh. I, I couldn't actually see what his was. But you could see like like LB center, like you know, going down the mm. list. And then at the bottom, there's Bobby Hill, and it just says reserve. <laughs> 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 but. Uh, Coaches Maxwell likes to play every player at least two minutes, which is just ridiculous in like a full like football games are pretty fucking long. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, well, is that two minutes like with the clock running, uh, or is that just like no, no. does that count as a as a huddle? Because yeah, for forty seconds. I mean, the two minute warning famously is like the twenty minute warning. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. like timeouts galore. Allie's been um, really into football with me this year because... Uh, I forced her to? No, no she's pretty into it, but uh, most... the remote. But, <laughs> but, but because, like, you know, can't have friends over and stuff. Hey, I mean, football has been a very nice uh, regular feeling thing 
at this time in yeah, the world right now. That's I've, true. I've really appreciated it. It's nice to know that nothing's changed. I still can't fucking make the playoffs in fantasy <laughs> football. <laughs> you gave up a 70-point uh, lead on I the final week. I can't even discuss it right now. I, like, <laughs> fucking so over it. Although I still win some money, so that's right. I came in last to Flying Hawk? No, well, everybody did. He but. went 13-1. and one. Yeah. I went 2-12. and 12. Wow, that's I almost in, opposite. I was in last place. I yeah. was eight and lost the rest. Dead was in a playoff spot up until the final week. Yeah, I was I was I was fourth by sixty points and lost that game and then the guy below me tied me for wins, but he but I had sixty points on him before and then he has like twenty more points than me now because my fucking team has Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott on it. It seems like we've struck a nerve. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Like, I was bad all year. So, like, by, like, week six, I was like, okay, my fucking season's over. So, and then it's just, like, I That's just try and play spoiler. Usually but... my place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Denim was, like, in a really good spot. Uh, for a change. And then it was, I, Robbie Anderson, man, he was uh, my last pickup. My, the very, the second to last player in the whole draft <laughs> I, that was picked. I picked him. And he ends up being my best wide receiver. Like, my most consistent, anyway. I had Lockett, who still won me 80 bucks. That's not bad. So back to King of the Hill. <laughs> we see Bobby, who's munching on a power bar on the bench as Hank comes over to have a discussion with Coach Maxwell. Uh, hey, Coach, uh, Bobby's been cheering awfully hard today, and I'm afraid he might have worn himself out already. <laughs> Hank, you know I like to play every player at least two minutes a game. Can't you just let him play four minutes next game? Bobby! Mittens, honey! I, they're like hung on strings. Yeah, they're like, they're sewn in. They're gonna <laughs> strangle him. <laughs> I didn't think those like existed south of the border. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Peggy made them for him, like for sure. Oh, totally. Yeah, they're like purple and red and, and brown. <laughs> they're super cute. Mm-hmm. They call them uh, wool hands there, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or knit hands. What are they called? Tukes? Knit t- knit hats? Knit caps? <laughs> Either way. Bobby enters the game, and we don't see what happens, but what happens is exactly what everyone expected to happen. Yeah, it's so bad that the next scene we we see all the dads uh, huddled around a table at Smiley's Ice Cream and Pizza Parlor. (laughs) And they're coming up with some sort of contract to get Maxwell (laughs) to sign. Do not put Bobby in if outcome of the game can be affected in any way. There. That's any play. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well no, if they got a if they got a crushing loss on their hands, I mean put Bobby in. I mean, sure. the outcome of the game, could, they could still lose by worse. Yeah. Well, like, the Wolves are going to see this kid marching out onto the field with fucking string mittens attached <laughs> to his head, and they're just going to be like, whatever, like, the play's going that way. They're going to be like, attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I love the coach's response. Coach Maxwell, I... And some of the parents. You suck. <laughs> no, whoops, that's Dale. And I love that Hank tries to save the situation, and Tom Selleck is just like, no, Dale's right, you suck. <laughs> that other guy. <laughs> Dude, that guy, I'm convinced, is Tom Selleck. <laughs> I don't know, he was so, like, masculine-looking, I was surprised he would be agreeing with Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, I looked into it, and I found out who he is. His name is Unnamed Man. <laughs> And he's got no credit. (laughs) Sounds like a job for Tom Selleck. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Coach Maxwell kind of tells them where to go if they're not too busy. Well, yeah. 
You're not being paid to screw up. I'm, I'm not being paid at all. In fact, I still haven't been reimbursed for last week's pizzas. Oh, and, and if you guys aren't too busy, could you please just go to hell? <laughs> Dale, what did you do with last week's pizza money? I bought a hat. <laughs> so is this like, is this a school, like, thing? Like, it must, it, no, is it, oh, wait, it's just like a it'd, community? It'd be public, yeah, because that's where they're at the Arlen Sports Complex yeah. and instead so of, like, Tom Landry. why would he not be being paid? Um... Like, why would he do it if his kid isn't on the team and he's not working for the school? Well, there's lots of reasons. He could just be a weirdo who loves the, like, loves the game, loves coaching that much. I mean, like, <laughs> clearly, he does, clearly, he's pretty fed up with it. He's crying. <laughs> my main coach in lacrosse for like six years, he never had a kid on the team or nothing. He never got paid. But I guess, yeah, a lot of people just have the passion. But I mean, it could also. I guess, like, yeah, you you didn't get paid when you coached, did you? Or did you get paid? No, I didn't get paid. I got. Did like, you get reimbursed for the pizzas? I got reimbursed for like the gas money I had to burn. Oh, that's driving. It's funny. That's a I, lot of driving too. That's I used bad. to get paid for refing. You, oh, you yeah. get paid as a ref. Well, you, you take a lot of fucking abuse. So I guess <laughs> Coach Maxwell did too. But I mean, that was a line ref. You you have to pay a ref so they're not bipartisan. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, <laughs> they gotta be honest. He's voiced by Stephen Root, right? Like we've decided yeah. that. Yeah. And you don't even really notice it until this scene, I think, when really? he starts to go, you know, could you guys go to hell? Exactly. Before that, it doesn't really sound like Bill, but it, it, it does in that scene. Exactly. So we're back with the guys in the alley. And now Bill, of all people, has a damn fine idea. It's not just a damn fine idea. It's a gribble of it's an a idea. Gribble. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and you know who we should get to coach Bobby's team? Coach Sowers. That's a gribble of an idea, Bill. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Coach Sowers. Yeah. Coach yeah. Sowers. Look what I did. Look what I did. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a Bud Light run. Everybody need, anybody need a Bud Light? Well, not, anybody, uh, Bud Light? I'm okay. Bud Light? All right, so the next scene, we see the boys entering a sports store. And <laughs> but you don't think it's that at first. <laughs> no, you see Coach Sauer standing prominently in front of a huge stadium of fans, which is just the backdrop of one of the paintings in the store. He's, he's still wearing his coach hat. <laughs> he's got a whistle <laughs> around his 20 neck. years later, exactly. 25 well, years later. the uniform. Uh, but he's just, uh, he's, he's helping out a customer with some shoe sizes. And, you know, if it's a little bit too tight, he's got an extra half size in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Said no shoe salesman ever. When he sees the guys, damn, is it funny? Because Hank's like the first one. He's got his back to him. He goes, Coach Sowers. And you see like this grin start like creeping across his face. He's like, Bill, finally got a haircut. <laughs> You noticed. <laughs> you noticed. <laughs> Boomhauer. How are you folks? Man, they're doing fine, man. I'm down, down in Florida, man. I'm going to lighter winter, man. I'm gonna, no problems, man. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Boomhauer's parents would just fucking win the lottery and live in Florida. Yeah, I don't want to get into it, like, too much, but, like, that's just, like, that's a more realistic theory of why Boomhauer, we never see him at work than the fact that, like, way later on, they're just like, oh, he was a Texas Ranger the whole fucking yeah. time. Just, like, His parents just won the lottery and just fund him. He's got a muscle car and just, like, hangs out. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. <laughs> yeah. Gribble! No one's killed you yet. <laughs> <laughs> They've tried. I think when he first says Gribble, you see Dale, like, 
either he knows what's coming, yeah. but he try, he's trying to like hope and like will him to like actually be excited to see him. <laughs> and finally, don't Reeve! My God, man, what happened? It's a long story. Do you remember? Coach, uh, <laughs> we came by to see you because, well, oh, because you're the best coach Arlen has ever seen. How'd you like to coach again for my son's football team? So that's the first time we see Hank cut somebody off and it'd be a joke. I'll tell you again when it happens later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Coach Sowers. Now, for the longest time, I don't know why, I always thought he was voiced by another actor, uh, Ronald Lee Ermey. Ar- Arlie Emery? Arlie Emery, yeah. He was in a Full Metal Jacket. Saving Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, Saving Silverman. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I thought it was him the whole time, but it turns out it's not. Coach Sowers is actually voiced by American radio personality and actor Phil Hendry. Now, Phil Hendry became or came to prominence in the 90s hosting the Phil Hendry Show, a radio talk show where he p- portrayed both himself and also several outrageous and offensive characters. The show was nationally syndicated in 1999 and went on up until 2012, when ever-busying schedule for Hendry left, uh, left him no choice but to cut one of the things he did yeah. in the entertainment world. Yeah. And the radio, the radio apparently was like six days a week and the most time-consuming, and he really wanted to focus more on being an actor and doing like voiceover work. Um, his acting resume includes work on uh, F is for Family, The Midnight Gospel, Rick and Morty, Futurama, and 24 episodes of King of the Hill. Yeah, this is his first out of those 24s, correct? Yeah. Oh, are they all sour? No, this is the only uh, one with Sour Coach Sours. He just becomes like a utility guy. Just, hey, you voice this dude. And, this uh, is the only episode with Sour Coach Sours? I thought he was in others, no? Uh, maybe in more flashbacks, but as far mm-hmm. as I can remember, this is the only one he's in. And there's a couple acting credits of his that I, when I was looking into it, um, I did notice you're right. He's got like a lot of small bit parts in TV shows and, and movies, but uh, the ones that really stood out to me where in Team America World Police, he is intelligence. He is like the computer, like the Jarves or the Jeeves. Okay. In the Team America building. The Jarves, yeah. You know, Jarvis. I'm excited for that new Jarvis <laughs> show. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so he's intelligence. He's also, uh, like I mentioned, he was in semi-pro as the Nets coach. And Denim, you'll be thrilled to know that he did feature in one episode of Young Sheldon oh. <laughs> as Albert Einstein. Okay. I can't believe you still watch that show. Yeah. yeah me either. It really went downhill after <laughs> fucking, I don't know. <laughs> the first episode. <laughs> after it was conceived. <laughs> Surely went downhill 10 years before fucking Big Bang Theory started. <laughs> But, I mean, if I was Phil Hendry and I got offered the job to, you know, coach Bobby's football team, I would quit all my works, not just radio. Mm-hmm. I quit! Uh, whoa, it's, uh, it's not really a paying job. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and, obviously, uh, Hank's successfully recruited Coach Sowers to coach Bobby's team. And he's really excited. He can't he's even pumped. sleep. <laughs> he's in bed in his glasses, his shirt, and his watch. I don't know what I'm doing in this bed. I'm not going to sleep tonight. Well, Hank Hill, you devil. I am just so excited <laughs> that Bobby's going to have the Coach Sowers experience. A good dodge. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> I would have done the same thing. <laughs> uh, Peggy's used to it, but uh, I like that she's a good sport about it, and she just continues engaging conversation with Hank about how tough of a taskmaster Coach Sowers can be. Let's not forget that you used to call him Sour Coach Sowers. Remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy. <laughs> We came up with that one at a fellowship of Christian athletes picnic. (laughs) 
Sour Coach Sours. <sighs> we were good kids, though. <laughs> uh, that's someone's favorite line. That definitely is someone's favorite line. I love that line. It's so good. Can we it? came up with that at Christian. <laughs> a fellowship of Christian yeah. athletes picnic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next day, or so we assume, we're at the Arlen Sports Complex once again, and the Cougars are introduced to their new coach, Coach Sowers. And at first, they're really excited because Hank's, you know, building him up, but he's a real high school football coach, and Coach Sowers goes on to say that he took Arlen High to State in 1974, <laughs> and... The kids are like cheering and they're like amped up. And they're about to be winners now instead of losers. And then <laughs> Coach Sowers goes ballistic. Because yeah. yeah. I'm going to ride you, little Danny Joe, so hard you wish you were all dead. I'm going to chew you up, yeah. spit you out, take a big dump on top of that, and then I'm going to get tough. Let's rub him up. <laughs> Kids are just mortified. He's gonna shit on him, <laughs> and that's when it gets tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing push-ups for the like. It's a montage of them yeah, all just getting yeah, wailed is. on, and Puffy's eating so much mud. Coach, I think I swallowed too much mud. Take a salt tablet. <laughs> <laughs> this montage is great. You notice, like, they're all, like, really, like, muddy, but Bobby is just, like, brown, like, from his head <laughs> to his toes. Butterball. And they have, at what, like, following in the montage, we see them all, they're doing, like, a circuit running up and down the bleachers. Yeah, and yeah. Bobby and Joseph stop and, like, kind of hang over the the, uh, the railing at the top there, and they see the wind. I, uh, I actually <laughs> do remember doing, like, the, the, the stairs is whatever we called it, and... Uh, running up the bleachers, and man, if I saw the soccer team on the other side bouncing on a trampoline, <laughs> practicing their bicycle kicks, mm-hmm. I would have probably quit football at that time. <laughs> I fucking hated those runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, like bounce, like trampolines to kids—that's like the ultimate attractant. It oh, is. Yeah. When I was playing lacrosse, if we ever lost to a team that we shouldn't have lost to, we had to run the stairs until the first person puked. Like I would, I would have <laughs> voluntarily stuck my fingers down my throat. Before so did you we just even like? Started. Did, Guzzle a bunch of fillet of fishes before you started. Just to puke. No, it was always our, our buddy Middleton. We always be like, yeah, <laughs> like, just puke, and he would he would go and do what Dustin is saying. But um, it, was, it was ridiculous because it was after the game, so the parents would be like what? lingering around, like, "Let's fucking go." And the coach was like, "No, like they're not leaving until somebody pukes." And my dad was just like, "Come on, <laughs> like we're getting out of here. We got reservations at Boston <laughs> Pizza, and, and like I'm not late for that." Yeah. And other games would start after ours, yeah. and there'd be people in the crowd <laughs> who are just like dying, running up, and, and like it's hot as fuck in there. Oh my god! It sounds like you got yourself a real Coach Sowers on your hand. Hey, we went to a state and won, so really, that's impressive. Yeah, considering. I am sure it was provincials. It was provincials. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he is ruthless, and uh, I do like that. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Cotton in a way too. Ah, you, you call that a pass? Give me that ball, or I'll slice your guts out, hippie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's so ruthless. <laughs> he really is. A bunch of players just start like quitting, and like including that quarterback. Yeah, he <laughs> starts. He's well, he's done. Rough. He's not taking it. No, he's not. <laughs> I love it when he the last one leaves. He's like, all right. <laughs> hey, butterball, drag the body back. <laughs> <laughs> Dings the kid in the head. But uh, we can see that like through this whole like montage, 
the coach's favorite line whenever a kid's got a complaint is take a salt tablet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bleeding. <laughs> So I'll give you a what, what are salt tablets? Because like at first I kind of was like, what are they like smelling salt or something? But they're they're not. No. So basically, the reason that we use salt tablets is for the two electrolytes, sodium and chloride, which are the key ingredients within the salt tablets, and they have been used for many years to treat heat cramps and restore electrolytes lost through sweating. So salt tablets, also known as salt pills aren't recommended as much as they used to be, given that sports drinks are packed with additional electrolytes. I was going to say, isn't that just Gatorade now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why it stays in you. Yeah, so some doctors still recommend salt tablets for limited use, but because of some health risks involved, salt tablets are often discouraged in favor of other rehydration options, such as... Water, <laughs> or Gatorade. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Like imagine you're just like you've been running around for like three hours and you're hot and sweaty and it's just like oh I'm gonna take a salt pill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, there's like I, I did a little bit more research and there's like three situations where it can really help you. It's when you've been physically active or in the heat for an extended period of time. If you're not already well hydrated before an activity or when you take it with water. <laughs> Do you think that like NASCAR drivers? Like, it's probably, do you think it's a popular thing for NASCAR drivers? I mean, I what know. makes you say that? Well, I know that, like, when they, like, like leave the races, they're quite, like, dehydrated. And they, like, like I, I know it's not uncommon. It might be, like, it might be every time that they get, like, IVs to, like. Rehydrate? To rehydrate. Because, I mean, they're just, like, in a very protective, thick suit in an extremely hot car, mostly <laughs> in the southern United States. I mean, it probably yeah. would be a like, good thing to use, but, like, there's a danger of using too much because, like, if you – like, yes, it solves the one problem, but then it can create more problems, like upset, upset stomach. Uh, you, it can cause you to be very thirsty. It can raise your blood pressure. It can give you specific health risks based on your pre pre-existing conditions. Yeah, like Fatigue <laughs> and low energy, <laughs> confusion, and even difficulty concentrating. So, like, although it might make you feel like you're retaining more water, it can give you a lot of other side effects. So I think it's a bad idea that Coach Sowers is suggesting well, like, salt tablets. He's not suggesting them in, like, a hydration way. It's no. Like the, just, the kids are getting hurt. Yeah, <laughs> like, one of them is bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not going to help with bleeding. Eating mud. Take a salt tablet. <laughs> It's like how I used to take Tums. Whenever you just felt bad? If anything, yeah. Anything hurts, I would just eat a Tums. Yeah, I take them a lot. So the next scene, uh, we see the classic scenario of Bobby in his bedroom and Hank knocking at the door. And, uh, like you how, <laughs> like just how exhausted he is. He's got like half of his uniform still on, like one sock. He's yeah. just like sprawled out on bed. Yeah, the pads are laid out on the floor and Bobby is just nursing his his entire body. And, and Hank comes in with a kind of an encouraging line. What's that on your upper arm there, Bobby? Is that a muscle? No. That's a lump from when I got hit by a football. <laughs> and that's funny because, like, you know, playing football, like, the least likelihood to get a lump is being hit by a football. Yeah. Like, he's going to, it's going to be, like, from a tackle or something like that. It's so, going to be somebody's helmet. So we, we can assume it's, it's that Coach Sowers. I was going to say, we saw Sowers <laughs> <laughs> throw a football. <laughs> like, that's his uh, punishment. Yeah, exactly. Butterball. That or the helmet test. <laughs> yeah. I'm, my guess is that Bobby wasn't able to drag the body back. <laughs> <laughs> Nor did the body want to be dragged back. Yeah, yeah. that too. <laughs> I think Bobby starts going off of how he's envious of the kids that play soccer. You know, Dad, 
said the kids playing soccer don't have any lumps or bruises, and Coach Lucas gives them oranges at halftime. No, Hank delivers quite possibly one of the greatest lines we've ever heard. It's really great. And it's true. Bobby, I didn't think I'd ever need to tell you this, but I would be a bad parent if I didn't. Soccer was invented by European ladies to keep them busy while their husbands did the cooking. <laughs> Why do you have to hate what you don't understand? I don't hate you, Bobby. I meant soccer. Oh, oh yeah, I hate soccer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. That's the which part, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because, like, you could say the same thing about football. <laughs> like, like if you were to be like Hank's point of view, like men invited invented it to keep them busy. <laughs> yeah, true. Need something to do on Sunday afternoon. But Dustin, I think you did some research and I did. and Hank he's correct, right? Well, I want to say yes, but technically no. Because uh, the earliest evidence of the sport was being played in China during the 2nd and 3rd centuries. Do they use severed heads? In BC. Uh, in China, no, but in in Denmark, yes. Really? Yeah, so... They're ruthless. <laughs> they are ruthless. <laughs> yeah, in China, it was leather balls, but uh, back uh, way back when, apparently, like, uh, if somebody was, like, a bad person, like a bandit or a thief, they would, like, cut their head off and, like, kick it around. <laughs> Rightfully <laughs> so. <laughs> Even during medieval times, the old form of the sport was allowed... But it had a lot of violence involved. Like, you were allowed to, like, punch, kick, bite, and gouge people. Well, I think it's the same way in Brazil. Don't they decapitate people <laughs> on the field in Brazil? They still dive like they're getting bit, punched, and kicked. <laughs> no, literally, wasn't that, like, in Brazil, like, in the last ten years where, like, the ref made a bad call and, like, this fan swarmed and just decapitated the man on field? I, mean, I don't have a clue, I, I, but... <laughs> yeah, probably. Look it up. I think okay, it Okay, okay, I will, but... I mean, much it might have us, been in Minority Report. I don't remember. A lot of people think that the sport originated in like Europe and Africa, but it was in Europe where it was uh, became the sport that we know today. But it wasn't always that way. Back uh, in Scotland, there was King Edward III. He banned soccer oh. in 1365 because it was so violent. Hmm. And then later on, King James I of Scotland, he announced to the parliament... Na man play at ye football, <laughs> which translates to no man shall play football. <laughs> uh, but if we fast forward to 1863, modern day soccer was created. And then when rugby and football associations split, uh, the football association banned the handling of the ball with your hands. And that's when soccer was actually founded 1869. So, so do they just call it soccer to get around the laws that say you couldn't play football? It's only called soccer in the state, so I'm just... To def define yeah. it from football. Because they already football. had their football. So I believe always... they call it that in Japan also. Oh, yeah. But uh, to, to Hank's point, it was not created by... <laughs> I mean, when like, you say the European, European women. women. <laughs> in order of all the men I, just, I think it's funny that like his description of it is... Is uh, is gendered, but realistically, sports are just invented to keep people busy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think whatever the Romans wouldn't, didn't they invent? Didn't they decide if you give them sports and free bread, like, they don't riot or whatever? Like the Colosseum. 
Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like gladiators and shit. Like, wasn't that, like, an attempt just to, like, entertain Distract people from how masses? shitty their conditions are? Fairly certain. <laughs> yeah. So the next scene is we're at the Hank's showing up to Sowers' football field. Well, there you are, Hill. Now, where's Butterball? Uh, Butterball? <laughs> hey, Dad. Uh, hey there, Bobby. Are you planning on loosening up our football team with some comedy soccer skits or, or something? <laughs> no, sorry, Dad. Bobby's joined the wind. And it breaks your heart, don't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coach Sowers has no sympathy for Hank. <laughs> like after Hank attempts to say he's doing the skits, you just hear Coach Lucas, Bobby Hill, we're doing step kick drills. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is a quick scene. Um, the following scene, uh, we see the guys back in the alley, and Hank is venting to them. <laughs> Take a salt tablet. <laughs> I forgot he said that. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, he yeah. tells Hank, breaks your heart, doesn't it? Take a salt tablet. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that too. But uh, yeah, Hank's venting to the guys about how, you know, everything was just coming together how he had wanted it to with his old high school football coach. And Bobby quit uh, real sport. <laughs> <laughs> just as they were about to get a victory. Yeah. <sighs> Just when Coach Sowers was fixing to get those kids a victory, Bobby leaves sports and joins a soccer team. He leaves sports completely. <laughs> yeah. The first, like, time or two I watched this episode in preparation, I, I just, like, assumed he said, like, oh, he left football for soccer. Like, and then <laughs> no, I would no, listen like to it again. And, yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. And but, we, uh, is Joseph what? still there? <laughs> Did Joseph leave too? No. The team will survive, Hank. <laughs> that reminds me of Bill in the very first scene. Just that earnest kind of, no. <laughs> yeah. oh, Joseph leave? Oh, the team will survive. <laughs> Dale's just like, but it's a huge blow to morale. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some good Stephen Root acting in this one. It, it really is. is. And we... Um, we hear Peggy holler out to Hank that she's taking Bobby to soccer practice, which in fact she's actually taking him to a soccer game. But before she leaves, uh, she runs into Min outside the the hill house there and min is just like no you're you're a soccer mom now you're going to a soccer game you can't you, you, can't you gotta be wearing that you, you need a sweater <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like peggy has no clue what she's talking about like and like there's no context so like mm-hmm. fair enough she she's has just no like, idea what she's gonna get into if it's cold i have a very nice well, flannel overshirt i think yeah. it's funny because you do think of like her getting beer spilt on her in that first one she knows what sports practice is like yeah you wear the things that you can yell and get beer all over mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter exactly but she's never been to a soccer game no, match they called a match she's never been to a soccer match that's right and she tries to get peggy to to wear her sweater peggy refuses and as they're driving away she's like okay you know better yeah, yeah. i've got my flannel <laughs> yeah exactly i like that we get to actually see men too because it's been a few episodes before we've seen mm-hmm. any of the super newsome films besides connie we've seen connie yeah. Uh, but yeah like uh <laughs> i love that peggy's just dressed like kurt cobain yelling in the next <laughs> one <laughs> Oh, yeah, she she is. Yeah, and, she's sticking out like a sore thumb. And oh, she's yeah. sitting next to uh, one of the other soccer moms who had just bought her a latte. Karen. <laughs> Thanks for the latte, Kenneth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh, thanks for the latte, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Peggy's got this big 
foam mustache because yes. she's accustomed to drinking Alamos at sporting events. Which yeah. is like strange for Peg. I thought she would have had Alamo light. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give you an update. I've switched to regular Budweiser for this yeah. beer. I really wanted to give it the uh, Pepsi challenge. <laughs> and? Uh, they they actually taste very similar. <laughs> they, really? Yeah, they don't, don't taste. It. I mean, one tastes worse than the other, but they both taste bad. Got it. <laughs> well, as long as they're consistent. Yeah. I used to like Budweiser when I was underage. <laughs> hey, actually, yeah, that was, well, that's just like the most like well-known brand. Yeah, I, remember I mean, if it's on TV, it then you know what to ask for when you're outside. And Until I turned 19, my dad drank Budweiser, and then I started drinking Lucky. And then my dad was like, Lucky's actually a really good beer. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, my dad went through a similar uh, transition. From but, Blue? Uh, no, from Bud to no, Lucky. Blue is um, my grandpa's. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. But Peggy, obviously sticking out like a sore thumb, notices that uh, she's the only one. She's the only one treating it like it's an actual sport. <laughs> <laughs> what a pretty... Overshirt. Oh, that was thank funny. you. Yeah. And what a pretty sweater you're all wearing. <laughs> so yeah, Peggy's not fitting in not with the all. soccer moms, but we see a scene with She's still got a couple tricks up her sleeve. That's it's right. It's a baggy fucking sleeve. Like, it's a baggy sleeve for just sure. Just like the next part that comes up here, like still in the scene, but a different we're just a, a couple yards over and sour coach sour. Well, 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 what do we got here? Uh, soccer mommy. There's <laughs> <laughs> Hank's sweater. <laughs> right? And like, after... That playbook. Oh my god. Huge. It doesn't need to be that big, like, at all. You know that, like, every lunch break at the shoe store, he comes up with a new play. <laughs> like, oh yeah, and like... And nobody at work gives a shit. No. <laughs> He's been out of coaching for a while, apparently, and just been making up plays. <laughs> so he has no idea if they work or not. Yeah, but, but I, I, I have no idea if that shoe store is paying enough to, for all the collating he has to do. What oh, is no. that? Is that the, the hole punching? What I understand collating as is like printing on the front and on the back. Oh, that is where they get you. That <laughs> yeah. is where they get you. Got to double it up. Okay. Do you like has that ruthless burn on Hank. Oh, so the book is double-sided? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> okay, it makes that scene makes it even funnier. Like <laughs> but he convinces Hank to yeah. be a coach. He's like, if you're really sorry, what Butterball did to me. He'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 screwed me. <laughs> before that, before that. If you really feel bad for the way Butterball screwed me, you can be my assistant football coach. Uh, I don't know. With Bobby not on the team, it might make him feel... Okay, Louisa May, go play your ballerina ball. Just leave your penis in the bucket. Huh. What? Well, uh... Wait, what did he say? He said, okay, Louisa May, if you want to play your ballerina ball, make sure you leave your penis in the bucket. I did not hear that last one. There's so much of what he said, like the whole tart part where he's in the car. I'm like, I tried to write it down, and then I just said, fuck it, I'm not even going to try. He's just... He says it so fast. <sighs> Penis. That gets Hank. Yeah, well, it does, because <laughs> he does say, yeah, but Louisa May. Uh, I'm quite sure that he's talking about Louisa May Alcott. Oh, is she a raquette? No, she's an American <laughs> novelist, uh, short story writer and poet, best known as the author of the novel Little Women 
and its sequels, Little Men and Joe's Boys, way back in the 1860s. Yeah, Little Women, that's a book that's been a movie like 17 times. So it was written by Louisa May Alcott. I assume that's what he means by Louisa May. And the penis in the bucket line, I do not get. (laughs) Well, he's calling him a woman. Oh, Ed, so, okay. Right. <laughs> I, th- I thought there might have been some sort of, I guess that's clever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not clever, but no. it's Coach Sowers. But uh, that line obviously gets Hank to agree, and so he replies with, I guess I could find a little time to memorize it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like two phone books. Dude, <laughs> that's several. I mean, it could. it is Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. It could just be a Texas-sized phone book. But it's still huge. It's fucking huge. Yeah, it's like that's from a phone book when people actually when the white pages outweighed the yellow pages. Yeah, because <laughs> if you look at Everybody it now, it's it. all yellow. Yeah, <laughs> if you're even lucky enough to get one. Yeah. So now the Hanks are at dinner and they're trying to talk Bobby into football, but he can't because he's one of the nine co-captains on his soccer team. <laughs> they really need him. <laughs> that is the most soccer thing yeah. of all time, it especially really Coach is. Lucas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, football, they have at least four captains, you know, offense, defense, special teams. Yeah, there's like 50 players. Yeah, totally. <laughs> 53, yeah. And I mean, on a... Children's soccer team, I believe it's still five aside. It's not nine aside, like in real soccer. I guess. Is it? Is it, it nine aside? I, mean, I don't know. It's different. The leagues are, like, I know there's, like, winter leagues that'll have, like, a full roster, and then there's, like, spring leagues where it's, like, seven aside or, like, tournaments, like, smaller. Seven well, aside sounds right. When I played as, like, a, a youngin, um, oh, did I not tell you about my sports career? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen the trophies. I played soccer <laughs> for three years. I scored one goal. The promise was pack of Pokemon cards anytime that uh, I scored a goal. <laughs> that goal was kicked to me from our best player and bounced off of my knee and into the net. <laughs> but I got that pack of cards. Hell yeah. Nice deflection, son. <laughs> it was. How come I didn't have a sweet setup like that? Because you scored too much. You <laughs> <laughs> would have had all the shinies. Yeah. <laughs> But it's funny because Bobby's just like all of a sudden pro soccer star because like Peggy's like, well, maybe there's something you and your dad could do together. And Hank's like, (laughs) (laughs) and like, of course, the last thing Hank wants to do is watch a movie with Bobby. Totally. Special effects. (laughs) But uh, I like, (laughs) I like how you're right. Bobby's acting kind of like a superstar now. Bobby, I think your father would like to do something you both like to do together, huh? Movie. Maybe you two could see a movie together. Sure. A movie? Why don't you set it up through mom? <laughs> I'm a little tight. I gotta go stretch my hands. <laughs> he means dinner hands. I was gonna say, he means making sandwiches. <laughs> oh, man. I do love that scene in Bobby in it. Oh, it's so funny. Like, cause like, I think normally, like, Hank would, like, maybe take that as, like, disrespect, but, like, since Bobby is, like, interested in a sport, even though Hank hates mm-hmm. the sport, he's not gonna, like, be like, get back here and like yeah. <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. Exactly. It's just like, okay, we'll let him like you know do his thing. And it kind of reminds me of the same Bobby attitude that he had when he was a child star or, <laughs> or yeah. a model. He's you paid know, Bill to yeah, to his chores. Same, same kind of attitude coming from Bobby. Mm-hmm. The following scene, uh, we see Peggy and she's meeting with Min, and uh, Peggy now realizes how much work it takes to be a soccer oh, mom. She's in over her head. Because oh, as, way over. as Min says, if you don't fit in, then your child doesn't fit in. And he has a hard enough time already. <laughs> Which also, like, I mean, I understand this this point that yep. Min's trying to make, 
but like from the looks of like the on field with soccer, it's like <laughs> everybody's like equal and fit in, yeah. but it's the parents that make yeah. that have the clicks. Exactly. <laughs> and then Min goes on to make outrageous claims that like she invented the whole soccer mom wearing sweater thing because Connie played high level soccer in Orange County and Min invented that. That's mine. Yeah, Orange County at AYSO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I looked that up. What, uh, what is it? Uh, my guess, I didn't look it up I, at all. All youth soccer organizations? Oh, you're really close. American? No. Awesome. Awesome. Really? 100%. Awesome youth soccer organization, region 1335. That's the Orange County one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love the accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, we also get the brief scene of Bobby's next soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> game everyone's a winner (laughs) (laughs) the kids are like disappointed when he says tie game and then he's like everyone's a winner (laughs) yes but uh obviously he's gonna take uh the kids down to smiley's ice cream and pizza parlor where hank and coach sours are already having a a a meeting (laughs) (laughs) poor hank (laughs) Exactly right. But he's really, he's got a wine and dine sours because he needs him to be cool with, you know, Hank inviting Bobby as his guest. Yes. Butterball? (laughs) Butterball is dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and so the whole team comes into Smiley's and uh, Bobby spies Hank right away. It's literally the worst thing for Hank's argument here. (laughs) Yes, it it really is. I love how... Coach Lucas is like, scoop of vanilla for everyone. <laughs> As if vanilla costs less. <laughs> Why can't he get bubblegum? It's the same fucking price. It's just boring. It's an all-inclusive dessert. Everyone gets <laughs> vanilla. Yeah, and uh, we all usually pick out our favorite lines, and, and this is my favorite coming from Bobby. Dad, we want a game without having to beat anyone, and then we practiced hot kicks. Right here. Watch. Careful, don't let the Rockettes find out about him. (laughs) The Rockettes? Me? (laughs) Me? (laughs) So, Miles, do you know who the Rockettes are? I'm pretty sure it's an all-woman dance team. (laughs) It is, but um, you you would be familiar if I showed you the picture of the Rockettes. It's all the... They wear the shiny, like, leotards, and they all are in arm and arm, and they do the high kicks. Do they do the can-can? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. The kicks, the high kicks, and like, you you might know, you might recognize them from uh, the Macy's Day Parade, okay. or the Macy's uh, Christmas Parade, right? Um, or is it a Thanksgiving Parade? I don't know. They're so close in America. That's true. I know they're like still a thing, like because I like Googled Rockettes. I didn't get like get into it, and there was like current, uh, like pictures or like online postings of the yeah. current. Rockettes. Yeah, they were founded in 1925 in St. Louis. And they, since 1932, they performed at the Radio City Music Hall in New York City. We went to there. We went there. And they took us on a tour of the of the theater they do their Rockettes thing from. Oh, but, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, until 2015, they don't do it there anymore. Hmm. But they were known for starring in the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Hmm. And the oh, and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Right. So Go they just Rockettes. they just high kick like the whole time. They just yeah dance. <laughs> dance they just do their thing. Lots of kicks. I mean, I've seen the like, 
like split thing of them doing their kicks. I don't know if that's like if they do that for two hours. I imagine. I'm sure there's more to it. I bet you they get batons. Probably. I bet you they get uh, ribbons, maybe. But they're good kids. They're good kids. But uh, this this part in the scene, I feel like this is really where our title really takes place because we get to see all three coaches and a Bobby and the interaction between them. And I love how much (laughs) Coach Lucas grinds on Coach Sowers. He just drops that brochure. (laughs) Codes of conduct. Cheer all good plays. Respect every player as if he, she were on your team. What is this he, she? Some kind of a science fiction deal? Or... <laughs> <laughs> do, you, he is... do you have Coach Lucas's rebuttal? <laughs> you don't get it, do you? We're their coaches, but we're the ones who are learning. And these kids are pretty good teachers. All we have to do is listen. He is sour. He can't even get words out. He's like a primal growl. But I like Hank's desperate attempt to just maintain his relationship with his son. I thought I'd take my boy to see that new space movie. I hear it's got special effects. Sorry, Dad. Gotta go. The one who collects the most litter gets to play goalie next game. (sighs) We'll come back to that second the part. The space movie with Julia Louis-Dreyfus? <laughs> that space movie with Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Does it exist? Does it exist? That's a pretty good question. Um, My answer is no. Miles, what do you think? Well, I mean, it's right when Seinfeld ended. Maybe she's got, you know, a little free time. But I don't think it does because I've never heard of a space movie with Julia Louis-Dreyfus? No, she was not in a space movie. No. Um, Not around that time. No, at that time, she was around Father's Day, the the movie Father's Day with uh, Robin Williams. 97. 97. Deconstructing Harry. Yep. Uh, 97. And then in 98, she was a voice actress for A Bug's Life. Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, not a space one, though. No, not a space one. So, I mean, 97 was where, because, I mean, it was pre-99. They probably wrote it in, like, 98. So I'm landing on the fact that Deconstructing Harry is in theaters. (laughs) And Doesn't that have a play on, like, the next episode? Ooh. It might. It might. Deconstructing Henry? It does. Yeah. I like that. But, um, but, so... It's a, it's a Woody Allen movie, um, and it's about a successful writer, and he just draws inspiration from people that he knows. So it's a real, like, it seems like it's a really Woody Allen slice of life kind mm-hmm. of movie, but that of slice comedy, of drama. life is from a life that Coach Sowers <laughs> considers <laughs> to be on outer space. <laughs> Given his understanding of a he-she being a science fiction deal, <laughs> I'm like, that's the only thing I can picture, okay, yeah. is that he just doesn't, un- like, it's, this is science, this is space. <laughs> Anything not in his wheelhouse is science fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything he doesn't understand. Huh. Also, uh, I won't lie. Goalie was the best p- position to play on a soccer team because you do the least amount of running. And we saw how much running Bobby did on defense. <laughs> yeah, he was blowing a because he clearly didn't pick up enough garbage. <laughs> it's so weird that I find that everyone's like wanting to be the goalie. When I was playing 
field lacrosse the one year our team didn't have a goalie so it was the last player to show up had to be goalie and yep. like it was not fun because like you don't wear pads and you're getting these lacrosse balls hummed at you at like <laughs> these are lacrosse balls from like teenagers we're talking <laughs> soccer balls from middle schoolers yeah. it's pretty soft yeah. <laughs> and you get to wear the gloves yeah and i guess that age goalie is kind of considered cool or different Easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, Easy. I like, I, I played goalie. I tried yeah. to be goalie. And you get to wear the different jersey. Jersey, you get different yeah. Colors. Yeah. You get the, and the gloves. I remember yeah. the one, the goalie got the gloves. I the, wanted the to be the goalie, but I was never ever the goalie. <laughs> I wasn't allowed. I was too slow. They mm-hmm. said I like to just sit in the outfield and yeah. play. I, I tried out for a rep. shortstop. And I got goalie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, still on the rep team. Still on the rep team. But there's a reason why Bobby can't go to that space movie with his dad. Because... The wind is going out to pick up garbage at the bridge. (laughs) So Bobby's cleaning up garbage and it happens to be right back where we started, uh, where the graffiti that him and his dad did is bringing a little smile to Bobby's face, to Robert's face. To Robert. I assumed that they were going to spray paint over the wolves and write cougars, but they just wrote wolves suck. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. I like that I, a lot, too. I was thinking, like, at the beginning of this, like, how... I mean, this is another one of those things where Hank's just like, well, we're good kids, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like, because if, like, somebody did, like, spray painting on, like, on, well, like, uh, in any Strickland other, or something. Yeah, in any or, other setting, yeah. it's a, an like, abomination. Horrible, yeah. I mean, it is a little, like, I can see he can c- maybe get away because he's spray painting over already spray painted graffiti. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dale did check, and it was paint. It was paint, can confirm. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I like that Bobby kind of looks at this and realizes they need some rivalry or tradition. They, they need tradition. He's trying to light a fire under these cupcakes. <laughs> and you know what? Coach Lucas, he's, he's responsible. They're, <laughs> they're the puffin' stuffs. <laughs> you know what this team needs? Tradition. Rivalry. We could go and paint the bridge. Great idea, Robert. We'll cover up all that divisive graffiti. (laughs) (laughs) Divisive graffiti. It's quite divisive. It really is divisive. Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Ozzy. There were some other ones on there, too, that just made no sense. I was hoping there would be some sort of connection, but it was just a bunch of gibberish letters. I was really expecting, like, a... Arlen High 74 tag yeah, or something, something there. Those aren't all the bridges around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NDO 9? Yeah, Maybe. yeah. <laughs> we got in a lot of trouble over that. Well, I mean, I did. Denim, <laughs> Denim Miles Turney Group? <laughs> Denim didn't get caught. Denim didn't get caught. But I'm no. guessing, like, if they actually would have won state, that bridge would have been just covered. Painted. But since they lost state. No. Then. So it, it looks like it's up to the wind. But my dad's rematch against the Wolves isn't until tomorrow. The Wolves haven't even seen it yet. And if we all work together as a team, they never will. This is one time when the wind used their hands. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! Soccer analogy. But the following scene... We see uh, Joseph. There's something wrong with his helmet. Yeah, chain cracked. Yeah, down it's it. fucking <laughs> There's got to be enough. Enough kids quit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was thinking about that. You need 11 players. And it's not on like an it's American football team. And I don't think there's enough because it's boys playing football. It's not girls playing general sports. <laughs> <laughs> they usually have the best equipment. Well, but they only have like six players. Yeah. they definitely have extra helmets. At yeah. this point. So Coach Cyrus suggests that he goes and does <laughs> the uh, the helmet test, which is just running into the concrete wall. <laughs> 
And Joseph's like, yeah, right. I'll get headaches like my mom. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's such a good line. Mm-hmm. It so really Joseph, is. Joseph just runs over and I like, I like how like accepting the wind is like every football player has just ran over there, stripped their jersey just, off and they're just doing jumping jacks and now they're just part of the wind. Joseph just goes and takes the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes, <laughs> he just goes for he's it. He's a stud athlete. He'd yeah. be highly recruited. But Hank, well, he goes a little bit too, too good. Yeah. They already got the tie. Yeah. Yeah. Slow down, Joseph. But uh, I think Coach Sowers takes it upon himself to do the helmet test. Coach Sowers, I think there's something wrong with my helmet. Then get over there and do the helmet test. Put on the helmet and run into that brick wall. Yeah, right. And end up with headaches like my mom. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> hey, put your helmet back on. All right, you big baby. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sound of Coach Sowers fucking snapping. Because after this, he goes fucking mental. Yeah, he does go absolutely AWOL. Yeah, we see Hank shows up and he's <laughs> Coach Sowers has got his convertible, rusty fucking old convertible out on <laughs> the field. You didn't get the model? No, I oh. just like this is just coming to me that I I forgot to check the IMCDB. <laughs> the wolves eat razor blades for breakfast. Run, you bunch of pudgy butted softies. Run the with your fancy like sneakers with the bumps and valves like, and little lights on the back that can set off a seizure. But what do you care? From I ran around the world yeah. in a pair of Chuck Taylors for the love of me. <laughs> What in God's name is going on here? Oh, man. I love how Hank is just horrified at this. (laughs) And then uh, all of a sudden, Sowers just turns on Hank. He goes, I never did like you, Hill. Yeah, right. (laughs) You were a do-gooder. Damn it. I never did like you, Hill. You were a know-it-all and a do-gooder. And your teeny, tiny, weak, little, girly ankle bone snapped in the finals. And you lost me state. I lost you, State. I'm the one who got you to State. And Hank just, like, smashes him in the back of the head with that water cooler. <laughs> some other kid's like, are we done? Yeah. <laughs> he like, gets back in. Yeah, they're like, the kids are, like, laying on the ground in front of his car. Luckily, <laughs> it's stuck. Um, yeah, that kid laying down on the ground. I, I love that kid. He's actually, he's fucking funny. He's got this one line right after Coach Sowers get knocked out. I think you heard him. Hit him again to make sure. <laughs> and that kid is none other than Glenn Lucas. Oh, is it that kid? I thought it was the other kid. No, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure that's Glenn Lucas. Is that the kid from X-Man? No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, seen in three credits. Rudy? One is King of the Hill. The other is Crab Cove. A TV series, and the final is Frankenstein: The College Years, which was a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Sounds dope. Actually. I thought it would be dope. He that played bit so parts dope. in all of them. <laughs> Did you see what his actual job on King of the Hill was? No. Well, he worked in King of the Hill uh, in the sound department as a dialogue editor. Oh, really? No way. Yeah. This is the season where they promised like all <laughs> of, uh, the casting director last episode. Yeah, this yeah. is all they have to pay up the, yeah. all their promises. Exactly. But in the next scene. Uh, mm-hmm. We this is when we see the the team kind of bonding with Hank and wondering what are they gonna do. We're playing the Wolves on Saturday and we don't have Joseph or your kid. Haven't you kids <laughs> ever seen Rudy, a little fireplug of a never say quit at Notre Dame? He died of cancer after the big game, I think. Uh, <laughs> I got a bit on I got a bit on Rudy here. Um, 
Rudy from 1993. It stars Sam Frodo. It's about a kid who dies <laughs> after the big game. <laughs> and a couple of midgety hobbits, like that one from the movie Rudy. Man, I hate that movie. Hate Rudy. Hate Rudy. Hate Rudy. Hate Rudy, including Rudy from the Cosby Show. <laughs> There's only like three hours till the new BA concert streams. <laughs> That's right. And uh, honestly, like watching this episode, like. Hank actually makes a great coach. Like he is a good even, person. Like, even with the worst team cheer any <laughs> team we've ever heard. Oh God! All right, hands in the middle. God bless America. On three. One, two, three, go! It's so bad. It's not very good. <laughs> so our next scene is Hank getting ready for the big game. You can see him tying on his Cougar's blue tie. I love how he does that. Yeah, right? <laughs> while he's chatting with Bill on the phone. <laughs> and we only get a snippet of this conversation. But we've heard it before. <laughs> you can imagine how long it lasted before this point. Yeah. Well, I wish you had a woman too, Bill. <laughs> but hold on. <laughs> Put some on call waiting to answer uh, the the other line, and it is uh, none other than Coach Lucas who is trying to get Hank uh, Bobby's soccer diet. Trying to fax in there. Hill residents. Hank Coleman Lucas. Just need your fax number so I can fax over Bobby's soccer diet. We don't have a fax or a fax number. Oh, well, just give me your email address and I'll attach it. Yeah, it's football is great, soccer is dumb dot com. Goodbye. <laughs> no, is that a real website? I, did you, I, okay. Did you look at it? Can I make a request? Yes. Can we turn out the light? Can we watch a video for about five minutes while we enter this website? Because I think I found something and it's very, very, uh, I found it late last night. Uh-huh. I've been uh, watching a lot of YouTube videos about uh, <laughs> <Don't> we all <laughs> ho- internet horror, like yeah. AR games. Yeah, and I've been into those. Bunch of different things. So yeah, let's all get a beer. Let's huddle around the computer while we watch Football is Great, Soccer is Dumb dot com. Hey, I'll get a Bud Light. Fucking Christ. <laughs> that was some clever editing. 
wasn't it? And that's the only thing that comes up. That's the only thing that comes up. Um, I did, you know, so if you watch it, like I was, I watched it last night, um, 3 a.m., uh, very, very, very late, and uh, I, uh, it fucking, it spooked the hell out of me. I mean, I was like, what the hell did I just stumble into? Because I, I just went to it, and then, like, if you watch, like, in the corner where, like, um, I'm not even gonna explain it. I saw you point at the corner, but I didn't see. What I didn't see anything there. So there's like a little like, there's like a there's like a it says kill me, like oh. scraped into the into it. It looks like it's scraped into it. It says kill me. There's like a bunch of weird like things going on. The the King of the Hill community, as great as they are, there's some weird stuff going on. Yes, and this. So what I <clears throat> I did, you know, I thought maybe I'd stumbled into some weird like. <laughs> AR or something that was like, yep. so because clearly somebody did this, and so I, somebody had to. So I went to the this person's <clears throat> YouTube page, and it's like they haven't made a lot of videos, but seven years ago they made like five or six of these King of the Hill edits, hmm. and uh, I watched one other. It was pretty okay, but um, yeah, go to that website if you want. It's uh, kind of spooky, maybe. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, not make what sure I expected. You shut the lights out. And I refreshed the page, and I've like, I've like, I like highlighted the whole thing. I, I don't know how to like hack into the page. Do you know how to hack into it? Can you F12, hack it? F twelve, yeah, yeah. If you hit F twelve, you can get into the source code of the page. Oh, is that easy? It's that easy. <laughs> Are you on Google Chrome? I am. Hit F twelve. Oh, I'm a hacker. Hack the planet. <laughs> hacker man. Hack the planet. Seems to be nothing. Well, I guess I'll hack it later. <laughs> yeah, it it reminds me of the edit that I made that nobody has watched. Yeah, we need to plug uh, our Ode to Buckley. Let's I mean, plug our YouTube channel. Yeah. Can we make our own website like this? Yeah, we definitely can. I can do that, no problem. Can you do like ripbuckley.com? Don't take that. Nobody <laughs> out there. Uh, yeah, if somebody wants to buy a couple t-shirts so we can pay for the domain name, I would love to. But what GoDaddy only costs like a buck. We only like get a buck off. Of each <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. I just th that was uh, that was my little tangent there. That was some. It was just it creeped me the hell out last I'm night. I'm still a little bit creeped out. It's weird, and I like at the episode where the majority of those clips are taken from are in season three. So are they? We'll, oh, get, to, we'll get to go through it soon. And we will. Uh, we'll link to this website in the show notes. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's football is great, soccer is dumb.com. <laughs> and back to our episode. So Peggy shows up. She does a, hey, hey, hey. a flawless <laughs> Fat Albert impression. Dead on. And the girls comment on her sweater. Yes, they do. Even though it's just tied around her butt. Peggy calls Hank Henry yes. <laughs> when, when they ask where her son is. Because now that she's one of them, they'll include her son. Exactly. And they're really curious where her SUV is. Yeah, she, <laughs> it can't be a truck. You mean an SUV. You mean a sports utility vehicle? I yeah. mean, like, I'm only saying this because, Dustin, you snuck that other cl clip in earlier. But you know who would have been a great soccer mom? Who? Twig boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. Soccer mommy. He would have. Uh, it's red. <laughs> like, that's what sports means to her. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, uh, we see that Peggy's fitting in but not loving it, and that's when Bobby pulls up with Hank in the truck. Like, those fucking soccer moms 
when she like when Peggy's like getting more and more annoyed, like listening to them talk, and she's the one woman's just like, well. For my SUV, like I just need to know that I'm safe. If I get in an accident, it's the other people that are going to be hurt. Yeah, I've heard that bullshit so many times when people are talking about cars. Like I just, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I love that she was just like, I would just die if I paid attention to the game and yelled at my son, like at football. <laughs> that moment kind of comes at like there's in between this is when Hank tells Bobby to go and beat those wolves, Dad. Sure, sure, and you, uh, you have a good soccer game. Beat those, uh, fluffy puffs or whatever. Dad, they're called the puffin' stuffs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with HR puffin' stuff. I am. I'm not. Enlighten me. <clears throat> HR puffin' stuff is a children's television series produced by Sid and Marty Croft in the United States. The 17 episodes were originally broadcast from September 6, 1969 to December 27, 1969. H.R. Puffin Stuff was a fairy tale of good versus evil as well as a stranger in a strange land. The land was the living island, and the mayor was a friendly and helpful anthropomorphic dragon named H.R. Puffin Stuff. With characters like Freddy the Flute and Judy the Frog, they battled against Witchy Poo, singing songs like The Magic Path, and Showbiz Witch, which being heavily accused of drug-related references, uh, and the show was being accused of heavily drug-related references. For example, the title, the title character's name, Puffin Stuff, has been interpreted as a reference to smoking hand-rolled, or HR, marijuana. <laughs> oh, as opposed to TMs. <laughs> I prefer yeah. PRs. I like, yeah, I like a good PR. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, I've, I I got into the TM train pretty hard there. TM. TaylorMade. Uh, <laughs> I got into the TaylorMade uh, marijuana cigarettes for a while. They're fucking expensive, though. But they have kiboshed this theory. It is actually HR for Royal Highness backwards, which, again, the Royal Highness. <laughs> but uh, The, the Royal Highness? No. Royal Highness, but... Like, but backwards. But backwards, like the letters flipped. Like instead of RH, it's HR. Oh. oh. Uh, the, th the show's theme song lyric, he can't do a little because he can't do enough, has been read as referring to an addictive nature of drugs. Puffin Stuff has quotes like, whoa, dude, and other quote-unquote hippie slang words. <laughs> but I think they're just some chill guys making a TV show. I mean, maybe like to smoke the reefer. What's they, the crime it was in that? 1969. It's the 60s. Everybody was doing it. Peace Brian and, Adams was love. eight. James Bond had long hair and <laughs> sideburns. Yeah, that fucking fraud, Brian fraud. Adams. Got it. Brian um, Adams was 11. Whatever. He wasn't old enough. No. He wasn't <laughs> meeting up with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody got married. Fucking banned. <laughs> but uh, I don't. Anyways, there, there's, a, there's a movie, H.R. Uh, Puffin Stuff, or just, I think it's called Puffin Stuff, um, Zaps the World. Go watch it. Uh, it's a trip. It's pretty See, good. I always thought that was a porno. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you think that H.R. Puffin Stuff fans are soccer players? Uh, I think there's probably some overlap in there. I mean, most soccer players are kids, and kids watch H.R. Puffin Stuff. Mm-hmm. So have we talked about Peggy telling off the moms yet, or is this... Uh, no, that's coming up right now, actually. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. well, that is a must, isn't it? You know, my butt is always either warmed by my car seat or covered by my sweater. I have to keep it at optimum temperature or I could die from mild discomfort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know what else would just make me die? If by mistake I paid so much attention to my child's game that I maybe raised my voice, huh? Oh, I would just die, I would. Or if I got stuck with a bunch of losers who couldn't recognize a dead-on perfect Fat Albert impression, well, I would just die a thousand deaths. You know what? I have got a football game to watch. Is that like... Well, that would be men's. <laughs> that would, yeah. Yeah, that's men's. No, is that like, uh, is that like I would just die? Like, is that like a, um, is that from something? Because, like, I know it's like a, I know it's like a popular, like, 90s, like, kind of like, gag me with a spoon, like, mm -hmm. kind of like, like, I would die kind of like thing. I but. think she's being extreme about the minuscule things that they care about. And she's embellishing it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, she's just she using be, that phrase. Yeah, like she's using it to like imitate them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they're so dramatic about such minuscule things. Yeah, exactly. And then following that scene is where we see Coach Lucas telling Joseph to slow down. <laughs> yeah, as he blows by Bobby blowing <laughs> on a dandelion. Joseph, go! Slow down, Joseph. We've already got the tie. We don't have to hurt anyone's feelings. I was defense because you didn't have to run the most. Bobby's got some definite, like, Mikey from Recess vibes. He does, definitely. Writing poetry in the outfield. Joseph Vince. Oh, totally. I'm TJ. Yeah, you were TJ for Halloween. I was. A couple times. Yeah, he's solid outfit. I look like You were Randall. <laughs> but after Bobby's like blows on that dandelion, he looks over and see like the wolf score another touchdown on yeah. the Cougars, and he. It's been everything changed, and at this point, Bobby's, he's done with soccer. Exactly, and honestly, like, um, it's kind of nice this scene. Like, we flip between the two, quite fluidly, and I really love just like the juxtaposition of music that they chose to do. Yeah, it's like some sleazy like. <laughs> Garage metal over at the football game. It's Love Fist. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, back to then we're, Jimmy Eats World. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're Mario just running around. Yeah, yeah it's little Mario. <sighs> but uh, Bobby sees <gasps> Hank losing <gasps> quite quite badly mm -hmm. and they exchange a little wave with each other and then Bobby turns around and he's got that kid going all like Harlem Globetrotters on him <laughs> like oh, it's like some, somebody yeah, should have really kicked juggling. that kid's ass <laughs> and Bobby uh, Bobby's had enough and he decides he's gonna use his hands and just grabs the ball and <laughs> stops the game <laughs> He has his little speech where he tries to rally the boys around Come on, him. gang. We were all cougars once. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I don't know if you guys heard when he slipped in this line. Eh, screw it. No hands. You're not the goalie. Come on, y'all. We were all cougars once. We're getting our butts kicked over there. I, for one, have had enough of this dang lower ball. 
It is such lawyer ball. It is it not. Is. Yeah, it, it is. is. The, lawyer ball. The coach controlling it. Yeah. Like not letting them win. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's there's different variations of lawyer ball, but I mean, like, I could definitely see where Bobby's coming from. Like, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I like how nobody follows him except for Joseph. Yeah. But immediately after the scene, like he's there's nobody with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> Who's coming with me, man? He he shows back up in his his cougar's uniform. And he's like, I'm here if you need me, coach. And he's like, and I brought Joseph. <laughs> that was a very good strategy. Yeah. And we've, like, we're getting like to the end of this episode, like the resolution here. And Hank like puts his arm around Bobby and he's like, that was some, some quick thick in there to bring Joseph with you. You'd be a great coach. But Bobby's got a couple of, uh, Requests. Mostly. That was good strategy bringing Joseph back, Bobby. Stick with it and you could make a good coach someday. Hmm. I'd still want to wear my uniform. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and a cape. <laughs> and that's when the hand comes off the shoulder. <laughs> Do you have the one line, do you guys remember from Husky Bobby when he's trying on all the outfits? <laughs> yeah, I look like a football coach. You call that a block? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so God. Bobby does have a lot of good uh, coaching characteristics. He really too. does. He does. He's like well, Dad a- controls the TV on Sundays. Yeah. So you got to watch what's on. <laughs> he could be the next Andy Reid. <laughs> 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 is that is that Wendy or Peggy? That's Peggy doing their best uh, smoking dart impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we finish it off. And uh, well, she's well, back in her element. She mm-hmm. is. Yes, that's the resolution to Peggy is that she uh, finds the stands again, sits down to uh, with Wendy. <laughs> Wendy's like chirping her. Yeah, <laughs> he comes back to football. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, Peggy does good. She doesn't get yeah. into it. She just tossed me a beer. Exactly. And, and, I, and I like that. It, it's I nice. The world would be a lot better place if people could just get tossed a beer instead <laughs> of arguing. The show would be a lot better if Peggy drank more, maybe. I think yeah, <laughs> she'd be a lot more chill. There. That's true. I think you're on to something there. Take a salt tablet. <laughs> um, but you know us. When it's time for the end of the episode, that brings us to our final thoughts. <laughs> Who wants to kick us off? I can kick us off. Kick us off. I like this episode. Kick it! It was a lot of fun. Um, I have no complaints for the episode. It wasn't like like a true like a really, really classic King of the Hill episode in my mind, but it was great. Like, I liked Will Ferrell was so good at, as Coach yes. Lucas. And, like, if you, I don't think if you would have looked it up, you would have even known because I like that he's not doing Will Ferrell as a football co- or a soccer coach. He's doing Coach Lucas. Well, like, realistically, there is no Will Ferrell. Yeah, I, I guess so. Point. I mean, not much. Mm-hmm. Right? But I think he just does a good job in playing that role. And uh, I think Pamela Adlon did a really good job. Yeah. This episode with Bobby, I know how much you like that high kick. Yeah. <laughs> <He did. laughs> and uh, it was a ton of fun. I wish Cotton would have been able to see uh, his... There was enough Cotton in Sours, I thought. You're right. That's but... true. Because, I mean, like, I don't think he would have let Bobby even play soccer. So I think there was a definite reason why Cotton wasn't there. But it was a great episode. I have no complaints. I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, it was a good episode. Like... Uh... 
coming back to the podcast. I'm, I'm, I find a new fire for it, and this is just another one of those episodes that adds to it because it does feel quite classic, you know, football, sports. Once again, it's on. A lot of Bobby. Bobby is a nice uh, a treat to uh-huh. have, and, and, I mean, there was no Luann this episode. That's all right. I, I like this story because I kind of now feel in the loop on what you guys have referred to in the past of uh, the – the football career of the boys in the alley. And I like to see that I actually got a taste of that today. And now I'm kind of feeling uh, informed myself with uh, each of their duties. And it's nice to see them in action. It's nice to see Bill with hair. Uh, I did really <laughs> like Steven Root uh, just as an, as a voice actor in this because uh, he, he was great as Maxwell as well as Bill had some great lines. And uh, like you said, uh, Bobby's high kick really was a highlight for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 this episode's hilarious. Like, I laughed really hard every time I watched it. Um, I think that this is, like, a part in the show where the, like, they, like, the whole episode just runs on us knowing these characters, uh, like, predispositions and, like, the way that they're going to swing on these subjects. So we get a lot of good, like opportunities for Hank to make some shots at any sports that aren't football (laughs) and and like and yeah we get to we really like get enlightened on the history of the of of, you know like the defining moment in these guys' friendship is their state they've talked about it for three seasons now yeah and I know this isn't the last time oh no not at all and yet you're so right it was so nice to to finally see some of that. It yeah, totally end Bill with hair. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. But I mean, I think like as for as funny and as like well voice acted this episode is, I kind of struggle finding like where like it kind of like what its point is. Yeah, where it fits in in the the overall overarching Be- plot. Because like it it does it only confirms everything that like Hank kind of wanted to believe except for his coach Sowers was quite a sour man and certainly <laughs> got more sour as he got senile but like uh, I don't think that head injury helped him either. I think that really <laughs> crossed the line but uh but yeah like I mean Bobby you know like he was really happy with tying like that was his thing and then the dude was like well, let's just you know don't score so we can't tie like and then Bobby's like who's show no interest in winning or even playing like literally when he makes that decision he's blowing dandelions he only likes wearing the uniforms i think i think he does like to he does like to like he sees his dad is is not is is not having a good time with his failing team so i think it ultimately comes down to hank but i just find that um i kind of like finished this episode thinking like it lacks that south park today we learned like it lacks that like yeah it wasn't like a full circle it was episode no. No. it was extremely funny yeah. and like i say the voice acting was great and it it and and it benefits from us knowing the characters and the characters being so well defined mm-hmm. as a whole that this show just like it was definitely yeah. some of the, that. like some of the greatest one liners we've ever heard <laughs> yes. and i think that just is like just Johnny Hardwick. It totally. is. Like, 100%. And, I bought a hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And, and even like the, the scene with John Redcorn, how like if you didn't know, like it's kind of subtle, like in the way of like if you didn't know that, I mean, if, how are you not going to know that Joseph is John Redcorn's son? Yeah. But like it's just adding on to that, uh, that knowledge of the characters that we have just to make it even more funny. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, and, and, and I mean, the biggest problem I have with this one. 
No Luann. It's true. We it saw her, bad. but we didn't hear her. No Luann. No. And uh, I forgot to give this episode a rating. You forgot? Well, no, no, in my in my piece, so I'm going to give it now. Oh, sure, yeah. Take us out. For this episode, I'll give it too many salt tablets and four extra minutes next game. <laughs> Can we get a round table? Tanya! Order of the Straight Arrow? Join the conversation on Twitter at Utsakothpod or follow us on Instagram at Utsakothpod or look for us on Facebook at Order of the Straight Arrow, a King of the Hill podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends and feel free to contact us by email at Utsakothpod at gmail.com. Please, no hate mail. Yeehaw! Hey, what you crying for, boy? It's a good show. This is a damn good show. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and in no way reflect the views and opinions of Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, or Fox Studios. The external audio used in this podcast is not owned by the Order of the Straight Arrow or its affiliates and is presented in good faith to its copyright owners. Please don't sue us. Yeah.